John, I had a great time talking with you about seven big initiatives Amazon's doing in healthcare. What do we do next? Ooh, how about seven for Google? That's only fair. Welcome to Care Talk, America's home for incisive debate about healthcare business and policy. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO of CareCentrics. Hey, John, we're talking Google today. I think that's the company people have heard of. Let's talk about at least seven things they're doing in healthcare. Google in healthcare? Is there really anything to talk about? There's a lot of things to talk about, John, and I know you know all about them. So let's start with the first one. $100 million, big money being put into what they call Amwell. What's that about? itsy bitsy money for Google. I mean, think about it. American Well is a fascinating telemedicine business that competes with Teladoc in selling to employers and health plans. It's surfing that wave of telemedicine that has blown up during the COVID epidemic. But all, as regulations have come down and people have gotten used to telemedicine, I think Amwell is going to do really well. But it's not just about the money, David. It's all about what they're going to be able to do by Google investing in Amwell, they're going to be able to get the data, voice, transaction data, clinical, to give them really insights in one of the fastest growing new areas of healthcare, which is all of the different things we can do digitally via telemedicine. They're going to be using their really their edge in advanced analytics and Artificial intelligence. I know you know a lot about artificial intelligence. You got to get some kind out there, John. I'll take what I can get. They really do have the best tools. And so anything that they can port onto their cloud, which is really their massive data warehousing capabilities, those those data farms that, that drive all of your weird searches, David, um, but also create shared infrastructure that then you can do shared analytics on. If we could actually start to feed real-time healthcare information. Imagine what we could do if Google could not just tell you what your, could answer the questions you have, but or maybe predict the problems or challenges you might have in healthcare and solve them. All right, John, that's, that sounds exciting. You know, I think that this $100 million, like you say, is sort of chump change. And really, it's sort of getting somebody to come over from AWS, which is Amazon, over to Google Cloud. So I, I like this artificial intelligence, like fake intelligence. But let's talk about, let's move on to number two, John. It will never be done. Google, Google Cloud more broadly. Google Cloud, is it anything or is it just like a weak, a weak sister of uh, AWS and Azure? I mean, you're skeptic, skeptic. When are you going to find a technology you can admire and enjoy? You know, Google is, is, is doing the right thing by putting up real, a real alternative, probably after Microsoft. The, the cloud stuff, will t- as, as software will take over the world, so will cloud or kind of you know sort of non on premise computing take over computing just it's, it's so much cheaper and it can be so much more flexible and you can get access to more tools in terms of cost and speed and accessibility amazon web services and microsoft azure have an edge but in terms of pure computational brains and brainiacs google's got the edge right and i think that uh, they're playing in the cloud sweepstakes not just because they want to provide a different business line, but I think over time, the, all the investments they've made in analytics, very few of which have been used in healthcare, could actually be pretty interesting. So I'm, I'm intrigued by um, more healthcare providers leveraging the cloud. I mean, 
Look at all the names. I mean, look, look, at, look at who's already chosen Google. Yeah. So, I mean, you got Mayo Clinic, you've got Ascension. A lot of times this cloud thing is hard to understand, except, you know, sitting here on the East Coast, I'm looking out up in the sky and I see these clouds, dark clouds, which are from all the all the fires burning out from Google land and from uh, from Amazon land coming over here. I mean, they're using, you know, Mayo Clinic, Ascension, they're doing AI for cancer diagnosis with the cloud. Although there's some concerns, John, like this Project Nightingale, where they're going to get your data and my data. So the cloud is a big thing. But what do you got for number? What do you got for number three, John? Come on, stop, stop. I mean, the Project Nightingale sounded like Project Nightingale because it was poorly positioned when they explained that they're going to take healthcare information and do things with it. And I think they bungled the explanation. But Google does have a big commitment to internet privacy and a big commitment to healthcare privacy. They wouldn't have gotten. Mayo Clinic's business and others if they weren't really serious about protecting people's PHI. One thing I'm, I'm a little bit more skeptical of, but intrigued by, is this coefficient insurance. I mean, who's, who's not going to love the name of a company coefficient insurance? I mean, for all the math geeks in the crowd, I mean, you probably like. Well, John, the, the coefficient, if I recall correctly, that's that other letter I put next to the X, I think. That's that's as much as I can recall about it. You know, so what they're doing there is that they're they're working with Swiss Re on this. Uh, Swiss Re is some big Swiss company that does reinsurance. It's not good enough to do insurance, you know, but they basically have this stop loss insurance for self-funded employers. So when employers are paying for healthcare themselves, when there's a really big claim, they still have insurance for that. That market's really inefficient. And the idea here is that with Coefficient and Google together, they're going to be able to uh, make it more optimized and sell better insurance. Let's be honest. This whole Coefficient insurance is simply a way to insert Google's, again, analytics into an inefficient market. You know, what stop loss payments are for employers, that's when a an employee gets a big claim that's unpredictable. And so you, you paid for that. Like we, we at CareCentrics would pay not just our regular insurance, but we will we will self-insure thereby paying for our employees' claims. And in case someone gets really sick, like a hemophiliac, where it could be millions and millions of dollars and you want to provide that coverage, that's when insurance companies like a, a Swiss reinsurance would come in. I actually think it's a, a pretty cool idea Again, this 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 to me is Google through its Verily subsidiary being pretty smart about like maybe if we get the math right, we can take the risk down and the rates will come down. I think that's pretty cool. All right, that's pretty good, John. Now here's the thing: this is not like a specific initiative, but uh, you know Google hires a lot of people, and I think they've done some serious hiring in the healthcare space. Anybody you would point out in particular as being important and impressive? Well, I think that they've done some they've done some they've done some great hires. I mean. Dr. Toby Cosgrove, the former CEO of the Cleveland Clinic, one of the probably the most successful heart hospital in the world, uh, is an advisor to Google Cloud. Uh, Dr. David Feinberg, who was the path-breaking CEO of Geisinger, um, which was uh, was which led in the area of of of, of uh, the Geisinger Clinic in Pennsylvania, led in terms of uh, money-back guarantees for for heart procedures, and and also took a very different and engaged view of the customer. Or as pa- the patient as customer, and then Karen DeSalvo, De um, who was the chief health officer, who was the uh, the 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 onchit, which is the HHS person, uh, executive in charge of all the healthcare technology. So I think they're they're smartly trying to build out beyond uh, the math wizards, geeks, and computer scientists, and intelligent uh, the artificial types that they've got 
to bring in um, proven healthcare talent. But this is going to be a process of discovery because I do think that the culture of healthcare, which is more conservative and backward looking and careful, and the run and gun, try everything new tomorrow, or why not tomorrow, then today technology approach, it's going to be hard to match those cultures. So I think it's smart to hire uh, leaders who can sort of gap that cultural divide. John, it shows it shows you something about um, just the scale of Google that a guy like David Feinberg, who you and I you know, really look up to as running a real big healthcare organization, he reports in, you know, not to the CEO of Google, but to the AI chief. So it's just gives you a sense of just how how big the organization is and how serious their ambitions are. And John, speaking about Google, I know you didn't think they do it in healthcare, but I'm going to do number five. It's kind of an obvious one, but you know what they're doing? Search. That's number five, search. They're doing a lot of stuff in search, John. If you type, okay, hold on. If you type in um, COVID testing near me, you know, you'll see it integrated with their maps and it'll tell you where the sites are, if you need an appointment, if you need a referral, if you need to be symptomatic to be tested. And then, you know, a big thing, as you know, John, is uh, provider directories. Hard to get inf- accurate information about doctors. They've already got stuff where they're treating it sort of like a small business. You know, they've got their name, their address, they're adding reviews, answered questions. Love to see the mad stuff like, you know, what insurance people take. That would be hey, nice. David, David, this is all kind of obvious stuff. I mean, I, you are kind of the representative of the Department of Obvious, but really, obviously, Google can search. What's new about this? <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe Sixpack, John, you can go ahead and say it. That's, is that guy still around? It's probably now with the diet down to Joe Fourpack. But um, the, yeah, none of this is new stuff, John. If you if you go and you and you search on there and you can actually see like useful stuff coming up about COVID testing, of course that's new. And the provider directory, yeah, that's that's new stuff too. It is new. Why? Everybody gets the provider directory. Yeah, they're all wrong as well. So these are these are these are getting to be uh, more right. So I think it's good. All right, you don't like that one? Fine, fine. Boring. All right, how about this? Here's a little more techie one for you. Number six. They have these exposure notification tools, and they're working with guess who? Apple, the fruit company. What could pause? I mean, they're going to tell me whether I've got COVID. Like, what's up with that? They're going to tell you if you've come near somebody with COVID. They're going to use some tools, and they're going to have an. And it's not even an app. I don't think you could just you just basically just like have it, uh, you know, on your on your Android phone. It's just going to pop up if you're like in danger, or if you've been in touch with somebody who's got COVID, and you're going to be. It's helping with the contact tracing, John. Come on. So David, David, let me track this. You're saying Google's going to work with Apple to send notifications to my Android? You even have a phone, John, you know. Don't you think that's kind of creepy from a privacy perspective? Absolutely. I, I think it's very unclear about, you know, what the uptake will be. I mean, the good thing is you have your phone with you. The bad thing is you may not want to be telling Google what you're doing with COVID. Wait a second. I thought you were in favor of this COVID exposure thing and you mixed up the whole Android iPhone thing and they are too, they do differ. Now, are you in favor of this COVID tracking or not? I'm in favor of contact tracing. I don't know that it's going to work that well with these tools with the, with the phone, because I'd be concerned about providing my, uh, my data, but I'm, I'm open-minded about it, John. I guess if the government's not going to run contact racing, you know, why leave it to Google along with everything else? I guess that's right. I mean, I, I do think that every other Western country and some of the Eastern countries have really gotten testing and tracing right. If we this could help for tracing, I guess that'd be helpful. But David, what about this whole interoperability thing? Now, there's a really fun, you know, easy to understand topic. What's the point and how important is it? Well, John, I guess this will be our lucky seven interoperability. You know, there's 
problem with healthcare is that there's a lot of data, but it's siloed in all these different places. Google's actually tried to deal with this in the past. You know, I remember years ago, they would bring into Google Health this data that you might have on like Beth Israel patient data, you'd bring it in. The problem is it would bring it in. And if you had a test for the kidney failure, even if it was negative, it might show you had kidney failure. So they abandoned that whole program. But now interoperability is coming back. And it's partly because the government, federal government's actually been doing something on interoperability uh, to enable uh, data sharing between providers, between payers to the benefit of the patient. And Google should be able to ride on that. They're not asking, they're telling people, yeah, everything has to be interoperable. And don't you think that's going to help Google? Yeah, I think it will help Google because now Google's going to be able to get that, uh, that data. And then it's a matter of just bringing it in. Imagine, John, if you're in Gmail, which everybody uses, and then if you go and look instead of like Google Docs or uh, Google Spreadsheet, you've got another thing, which is Google Healthcare. And you can go there and get all your Google, all your information on your healthcare just the same way. I think that is kind of where we're heading. Again, it raises privacy concerns. People may not want advertising on that, but I think this is actually potentially a sleeper that could wake up into something super big. It's a big deal. I agree. So, John, there's probably a bunch of other things that Google's doing in health, but that's seven. I don't think it would be fair to give them more things than we gave Amazon. So what do you say we call it a day? I think we wrap it. All right, John. Well, that's it for another edition of Care Talk. We've been talking about Google and seven things they've done in healthcare. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO of Care Centrics. Thanks for listening.